0: Welcome to the Think Factory podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night? Welcome back to the Think Factory podcast and I'm your host Chris Santamassimo from OGC Solutions and of course the Think Factory podcast is powered by OGC Solutions and I'm uh, really excited to, to talk to Ross Hunter today. You know um Ross is the uh, the president of Rock U.S., so welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having us. Well,
0: you know, what I think is really cool about what you guys do uh, is th- you're servicing the apparel industry. And, uh, you know, just in my estimation, apparel and the ability to, to manufacture custom apparel is probably one of the biggest hotspots in the printing industry. And it certainly, uh, you know, crosses over into uh, clothing and apparel. And you guys Absolutely. are the ones that basically power that process.
1: We like to think of ourselves as the ones that power that process. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's it's an interesting industry that I think it's uh, kind of under notice and and underserved in a lot of ways. It's it's a small community of people, but you know, it's it's oftentimes I find myself out in the world and people ask, you know, what do you do? And you know, oh, we manufacture and distribute machines in the decorated apparel space, and you know, people kind of look at you like huh? Shirts? Like, that's that's a little strange. Like, yeah, you know, like all the shirts in your closet that have some sort of decoration on them, yeah. you know, we're a part of it. But I think people don't realize what goes into that piece of clothing that they're, you know, walking around wearing oftentimes. Well,
0: this is not uh, the type of equipment that you might have seen 20 years ago. You know, you got some screen printer in the mall that's making shirts on, you know, a little tiny device. Uh, I saw your equipment at the Printing United show last year, and it, it probably was one of the biggest attention getters in that huge exhibit hall.
1: I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we really tout ourselves on um, innovation, creating solutions, um, and you know our kind of mantra is being your partner in print. And what that really means to us is over the last 40 years that Rock's been in business you know, manufacturing machines for this industry, all of our innovations been predicated off of client feedback and the biggest thing that we've taken away is how do we make this industry better how do we make it more efficient how do we drive data into an industry that you know notoriously doesn't have it right i mean you've got a lot of businesses that have been running for 30 40 years and they're not measuring kpis they're not understanding you know how their production model works and their operational environment and so you know, we've strived over this time to really innovate our products to so not only print great garments, but, you know, bring a level of, um, you know, I guess business acumen may not be the right word, but, you know, a level of data and and um, ability for people to run their, their businesses in a much more efficient way.
0: Well, I'd love to hear about Rock a little bit. You know, that 40-year history is pretty interesting. So, you, you've basically been in the garment and apparel industry, you know, as it really has evolved into into 2024. So, talk a little bit about the company, you know, what goes into your products and, you know, how do you serve your customers?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, Rock was, was founded uh, and is still in uh, Portugal, um, a little town called Guimarães, which is uh, about 40 kilometers outside of Porto. Um, it was started by two brothers in a single car garage. Um, in Portugal. And, um, the company started out uh, as a lot of people may know, it was called S rock. Um, and we've since went through, you know, many different name iterations to, to get to, you know, just an ROQ, which, which is nice. Um, and the reason it was named that is the two brothers, their street had a little chapel in the middle and the chapel was St rock which is the patron patron uh, uh, saint of dogs interestingly enough i don't know what the correlation is (laughs) other than you know the chapel in the middle of the street um you know and over the last 40 years that's grown into you know close to a million square feet built into a beautiful hillside of of guimaraish um we're completely vertical uh, raw steel all the way through the production process to to get the machines in hand. We do as much in-house as we possibly can, um, which has really made us resistant through COVID and some of the other supply chain issue times that, that we've seen as a global economy, at least. Um, and about 11, 12 years ago is when the product made it to U.S. shores. So fairly young in, in North America, um, but globally um you know one of the oldest brands that's out there in terms of apparel decoration. so very popular in asia south america turkey um, we serve over 80 countries globally um, and 12 years ago we hit the states um, was solely distributed through another company at the time mm-hmm. and about four years ago um, we took that business line out of that company and formed a joint venture direct with rock the manufacturer in portugal to create Rock US um, and really be an extension of the OEM here in North America, which is the largest market uh, for us globally. Right, and so over those 12 years, I mean, if the uh, if the
0: exhibition that you had back in October is any indication, you've really grown from a small a small company to something pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, it's been a fun ride, man. I mean, even just in the last 4 um our growth has been absolutely substantial. And not just the growth in the company, but a growth in our products, our growth, you know, in industry knowledge and what people need. Um, you know, this last year alone we've released 5 new products um to really, you know, try and solve real business problems that, that people are having out there. Um, you know, with the labor shortage that's happened within our industry, you're seeing a lot of people really turn to more and more and more automation. And we're obviously seeing AI do that from a lot of standpoints with artwork production and advertising and, and, and all sorts of stuff. So we're, we're trying to be the machine arm of, of that automation and making sure people have um, what they need when they can't you know, hire the folks that they need to do the work. So um, it's been a really fun ride and um, really excited to be on the journey. So
0: tell me some of the things that. Rock has done to streamline operations and inject efficiency into a business that really was, you know, not focused on that stuff. They, I, I suspect, you know, back even 20 years ago, 25 years ago, that many uh, companies in the space were really focused on just producing nice products without worrying about a lot of these efficiencies.
1: They still are, <laughs> which yeah. is which is interesting, right? So it wasn't until a couple years ago we really started to develop. Uh, a technology to get all of our equipment um, built with a gateway. So the machine itself can connect into, you know, a customer's proprietary ERP or whatever operational system they're running. We've got an open API. Um, It allows our machines, uh, it's called Rocklink, allows the machines to directly connect into, you know, their workflow. And so when they're producing, you know, let's say a press stops for a reason, it'll actually prompt the operator, you know, choose a reason, you know, okay, screen popped, or I ran out of ink or, you know, the slew of reasons that a press would stop. And they're actually able to now start to measure these things. Um, A lot of times the root cause for production delays is not on the press, you know, it's, it's the ink room, got a Pantone color wrong, or, you know, something happened. So what we wanted to do is really address all those reasons for delays in production and allow our consumer to automate um their ability to better understand their business better control their costs um better train and coach their producers right so um a lot of times before i mean i owned a business in this space before coming on this side of it and you know you'd walk out and you'd wonder why isn't this job done yet you know and you'd get whatever reason you know your your employee gave you um and, you know, days would change, times would change, it'd slow down, it'd speed up, you know, and there was no real rhyme or reason. So creating the ability to give a business owner transparency into what's actually happening on their production floor, I think is is absolutely key.
0: What do you see your customers do with that data other than, you know, maybe reassign people or are they able to actually improve their processes in some way?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um A big piece of it is people, obviously, you know, but like I said, these root causes sometimes are something else, right? It's some other problem within the process, whether it's something in their darkroom that's just not going right all the time. Let's say, you know, you've got your people on press taping up pinholes all the time. Well, the problem isn't on press it's not with producing that final garment the problems with a whole nother group of people that work in your darkroom right not coding correctly or not degreasing properly screen maintenance kind of stuff so I think that you know it there's a lot of reasons and a lot of information that this can pull out that people can go in deep dive into their business and and you know make sure they're running efficiently but beyond that it's understanding their costs so you know, I did nine years of consulting in this business, and the number one thing that I found is I went into other people's businesses. They just weren't making money, but they didn't know that they weren't making money, or they knew they were weren't making money. They didn't know why. And so, being able to dial in how long these jobs take, from you know artwork creation to fold fold bagged out the door, is is a huge question mark. And a lot of operators and business owners' heads, and so we're, we're again, we're trying to provide that data so they can go back and better, you know, create a better pricing model that's going to help them be profitable um, and run a good, successful business. And maybe be more competitive in the meantime, right? Hundred percent, yeah. I mean, the problem with our industry is it's a giant race to the bottom, which is unfortunate. Um, you know a lot of folks that get into it they'll google search price lists or price sheets and they'll just adopt some other company's methodologies without understanding you know what costs go into their own business because everyone's are different right where are they how many people they have you know all their opex. i mean it, it's ever-changing and you know when you get people that are new to business especially in our industry you're getting people that come from art backgrounds or they're coming from retirement, or this is a side business for them, right? They're not inherently business people. And so giving people, you know, when you when you get into it and you don't have any tools, you're never going to become a good business person. And so we're trying to provide the tools. We're trying to provide the education so people can go out and actually have a stab at this thing and not be racing each other to the bottom. There's no point in it, Right. Um, we're hurting our own market. And so those are the kind of tools that we're wanting to create so we don't have to to live in that environment. Right. Well, look,
0: if you can uh, inject some of that data-based analysis into the process, then the, the equipment really starts to pay for itself a bit, in a sense, because you're, you're going to charge a different price, you're going to operate your business in a far different way than you would have without the data. 100%.
1: And it kind of puts our money where our mouth is. We show a lot of ROIs on our machines, right? Fastest setup times, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We want to be able to prove to businesses that, I mean, this is real. Our technology is different. It is faster. Um, And if you can't track that, you'll never know, right? And back in the day, I mean, people just do time studies and they'd stand there you know with a, with a sheet or... of paper and a, and a and a stopwatch and I mean how great to be able to do that you know from an automated perspective and and not only you know prove out what we're telling you but continue to to improve your business you know incrementally as you learn new things about it so what are some of the
0: the the automation uh, functions that you're able to provide customers well, we got a
1: bunch, um, you know, we, we've got automated folding and packaging and labeling, which is, has been awesome. Um, this is a way for a lot of the direct to consumer printers. So these are those one off short run, you know, DTC orders to be able to run through our, our digital printing um, on a rock now where you, know, you can do 200 unique prints a, an hour plus um, digitally dry them, you go over to the folding line, you're able to scan a barcode, it folds the shirt, it packages it into polymailer, and will apply a FedEx label direct to the package, right, oh. so with one touch. So you're taking something that notoriously had five, six, seven, ten 10 people, I mean, depending on the size of the business, in some cases, 60, standing there folding, feeding and packaging, grabbing a label off a zebra printer, Right, and then getting it out the door into one person being able to scan a barcode and set a garment down um, and make that whole process completely automated. Um, I mean, that's just one example. I'd, I'd say that we've built in, you know, technology in all of our equipment to to make the process simpler and to do it with less less bodies.
0: Well you know I'd love that uh, that concept because that really empowers small business owners to do more with the the few people that they've got you know it, it, people talk about this democratization of print because of the co- type of equipment that you that you uh, offer you know it's not just the huge uh, garment companies that can actually make some pretty cool stuff it's the the small business owner that can do just as well with a lot fewer people
1: Yeah absolutely and I mean print's changed a lot since covid right we saw the first big boom right in the late 80s early 90s it really took off you know apparel printing and we saw a big shift during covid where you know people were sitting at home they're online ordering and we see the entire direct to consumer market just explode and um our technology had to try to explode with it as well as our competitors i mean you saw this giant kind of race into you know this one off printing game where People could do small runs, I mean, as low as one unique piece and get it out the door. And um, it, it opens up the game in a lot of ways. You know, and now you've seen direct-to-film printing, which has completely opened it up. You know, with our big, you know, enterprise-level digital machines, yeah, it can do a lot of cool stuff, but it's, you know, it's, it's not cheap right with direct to film we've now seen this industry of dtc printing kind of open up to anyone in their garage i mean you could do it in a, a 12 by 12 bedroom now right if, if you wanted to um so that's definitely disrupted the space in a new unique way um with new technology which is really exciting and again there we're not making direct to film printers but we we've, we've created a press um that'll that'll transfer up to you have five six hundred pieces an hour, mm-hmm. which has not been seen in this industry. And so, we're trying to complement, you know, stuff that's already out there on the market with our technology to again just improve productivity and reduce, you know, headcount spend.
0: And with the open API, you're agnostic to whatever ERP system the the customer wants to use. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, any particular packages that you recommend that work well with Rock Products?
1: uh you know most of the software platforms that are out there that folks are using in our industry are so proprietary i mean the folks that have them typically have had them built themselves um you know we're working with InkTavo, which is a fairly common you know household name out there um to, to get you know that communication going um they're pretty much the only one i'd say that's out there this universe kind of widely used right um but we've found the the companies that have adopted our technology so far to get that data it's all been just customized to whatever you know platform they're using Mm -hmm. i'm waiting for the day that someone solves the software problem as a whole right we're just i know there's a bunch of people working on it i personally know people that are working on it and i'm cheerleading it happening but it's something that our industry just sorely needs
0: Well, it's a bit like the workflow that you see in other segments of print you know where people can upload the image send it off to the printer the printer just runs it through their workflow onto the onto the print floor but that that concept really hasn't made it into garments yet
1: yeah it has a little bit on the digital side so we see that more in the direct-to-consumer printing where people are you know we're able to uh, you know set up their shopify to move straight into you know the production floor um and we've got people set up like that with our rock now system that they're that feeding the machine directly um it's it's completely uncommon in the screen printing side the screen printing side of the industry is really where software needs to come a long ways right to get to where you've got full warehouse management systems to you know, some kind of built-in ship station, a built-in ERP, a built-in HR function. Um, And again, I I know some folks that are working on some pretty exciting things right now, but it's just, it hasn't, it hasn't landed yet.
0: Hasn't yeah, exactly. And what would you recommend to a a new, you know, entrepreneur and somebody new to the market that's thinking about venturing into the business? Like if if you were going to start fresh, not buying an existing business, you just wanted to build it from the ground up. Talk a little bit about what that entrepreneur should be thinking about, including, you know, products that you make.
1: I'm very passionate about this subject. So irregardless didn't even of what prep for we that, do, actually. Yeah, if if you know if you're looking to get into this industry, take a class. Um, we have distributing partners all over the country, a lot of which offer two, three-day classes on printmaking. Go to a class, don't buy a thing. Go to a class, go through it, understand the process, understand what's involved, understand the business, network yourself in that class because you'll be there with people that have already started, some that haven't, right? Networking is, (coughs) excuse me, absolutely key. And once you've gone through that, it'll help give you an understanding of what direction you want to take your business. There's a lot of equipment out there. There's a lot of ways to decorate. You could get into embroidery. You can get into screen printing. You can get into digital. I mean, you may get into wide format because you want to wrap cars. I mean, who knows, right? Print is print. But you need to identify who's your customer going to be, what process fits that, and then start there. Get really good at it before you add anything else. I too often see businesses, they'll go in, I want to be a screen printer, and they'll go buy a screen printing shop, you know, full facility, new equipment, whatever. <coughs> they'll get started for six months. Someone will call them with an embroidery order, and now they're dropping 60 grand on embroidery equipment, and they're going to go try try that, and then someone else comes oh, do you do stickers? And now they've got a, a wide format printer back there, right? And, and the problem with that is, is you're going to suck at all of it. You know, there's a reason for the networking, right? Outsourcing is key in this industry. Stay in your lane, understand your client, understand your business model, understand your process, refine and hone your skill, get very good at it. Outsource the other stuff until you're ready. Once this is moving and flowing, then you can adopt a new technology a new thing to sell, and and I can speak from personal experience. I crawled down the multi-business rabbit hole when I started, and I had to stop. I mean, I was lucky enough to have kind of the self-awareness of what was wrong, but I think that this is where people stall out in their businesses. And there's a reason why there's companies out there that only screen print that do $80 million a year. They have no embroidery machines. Now, do they sell embroidery? Yeah. They just source it, right? But that's where the networking gets important, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, and go to a trade show. I think it's the best place. You know, don't take your wallet. Go to a trade show, but go for education. Go to learn. Go to talk to the booths. Go to see all the new technology out there. Really explore it and understand it. Um, And don't shop based on price, you know, that's that's a big misconception, too, especially for a new business owner. It's scary. It's going to be the biggest purchase you've ever made in your life outside of your house, right? And so it's easy to get into that world where you're thinking, oh, geez, 100 grand or 80 grand or 400 grand or whatever the price may be. Don't focus on that. Focus on the monthly number and focus on what it's going to do for your business and how you make that monthly return, right? So... Um, that's a big place of education that we have to go into, right? When we're presenting our products and stuff, we try to stay away from this big, scary expense and look at it more from, you know, a business model standpoint. It's going to cost you $1,500 a month. That equates to printing X amount of shirts. You know, if you can sell twice that, you know, you're positive on the equipment, right? And so when you're doing purchases, really do a lot of math. Understand it. And if you had the
0: the ability, would you want to automate everything from the beginning with the right software and the right integrations? Or would you stay away from that and do it later?
1: You know, I think it's a step-by-step process. There's some people that I'd say start manually, don't get anything auto, understand the process. I mean, in screen printing specifically, 90% of the process is how to make a good screen. Printing shirts is only 10%, right? But if you suck at art, if, if you can't figure out your dark room, if you can't burn a screen correctly, then the press itself doesn't matter, right? Um, and, and I've seen it both ways. Uh, you know, we've had folks bring their screen printing in house, huge companies, you know, that do tons of merch. And they bring it on now and they'll start automated and that makes sense for them because of the volume that they're doing. So I think, again, depending on who you are, what your business plan is and what model you're building will kind of dictate where you should start and then how you should grow. And then even with automated, you know, start with a press and then you may automate something in your darkroom. And then a year later you may automate some post press stuff like screen cleaning or folding and packaging or something like that so i think it's an evolution i think if you're starting a new company and you go out and you drop half a million bucks uh you better have a hell of a good business plan
0: and a good volume coming in right on day one
1: a hundred percent a hundred percent
0: yeah yeah that's where i think a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake they want to boil the ocean on the first day Um, And they want everything. They want it all shiny and new and working together. And then they go, well, where are my customers? I don't have any. Uh, Or they don't have enough, to your point, to support the business. So that's uh, that's a great recommendation for the new business owners. Like take it in pieces and grow with the business or grow with your customer base.
1: Or buy another business that's got a customer base, right? I mean, there's tons of people retiring out there. There's people that get in that can't handle it, but they've done a good job and they have good customers and and they want out. Um, you know acquisitions are are huge. And I think that that's a place where new business owners don't even understand how to start there. But I right. think that if you can find them and some of the bigger, successful clients that we have have done that, you know, and they've done multiple acquisitions since their first one. um and they've grown through acquisition. and um I think it's a scary thing if you've never been a business before. Um, But if you can educate yourself on it, um, it's a great place to start because you get built in knowledge, you get built in employees, hopefully, as long as they stay, you know, that know what they're doing. And then you can really focus on how you grow something that's already got that seed planted in the ground um, compared to having to plant the seed yourself.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's all about, you know, having an existing brand that has attention from customers already. And as long as you can pay the right price for it and get some training from the owner, too, I think there's probably a, a sort of a win-win there.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Yeah. So you were talking uh, about trade shows where that and education. Tell us some of the places that uh, folks can go visit Rock and besides your distributors, obviously, or your partners. You know, talk about some of the shows where they can get that education and also get a demo of the products.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in the apparel side of the industry, I mean, the two biggest shows are going to be impressions, um, specifically Long Beach, which just happened in January. It's the largest of the year. Um, They have uh, educational packages that you can buy, and they've got classrooms set up for all three days of the show, you pick and choose what classes you want to take depending on what you're interested in. So you know, if you're going screen printing route, takes Screen printing specific classes. If you're going embroidery, they have that. They have artwork classes, et cetera. Um, not only that, but just being able to, again, peruse each booth. I think if if the booths are doing a good job, they're educating, right? Um, long, I, I think gone are the days of the big garage sale. I mean, don't get me wrong. We love to sell equipment at a trade show, but we're there to educate first and, you know, sell second i guess i could say for lack of better terms right um the other big trade show is going to be printing united um which is once a year this coming year it's in vegas and i believe september correct yeah Yeah, usually october but
0: this year september yeah
1: yeah and they again same kind of thing tons of classrooms tons of education opportunities um we'll be in the apparel zone which is a free activation for anyone to come Um, it's part of their education series on the show floor um we'll we'll be in future state theater um, which a ton of of different you know companies like ourselves get up and we'll bring panels up and we'll do education on last year we were talking about uh, dtf hitting the market and kind of how that's impacting digital on screen and we had Uh, Cornete up on stage with us, and uh, we had DuPont, who's a major ink manufacturer. We had a couple different businesses in the space, Liquid Graphics, um, Young One, which is a multi-billion dollar company in this industry. Um, Just some big people up there, right? And it was kind of an open forum. And it's sort of like, hey, what do we think about DTF? What are things consumers should look for, you know, when they're bringing a new technology in? and, And it was just a great, it's a great place as a new business to sit down and hear from people that have done this for a long time, that are wildly successful, and understand what made them get to the point that they're at. Um, so, I highly suggest checking checking that out, you know, if you're at Printing United. Um, otherwise, you know, there's regional shows. So, uh, Impressions does a show in, in Atlantic City. They do one in, in Fort Worth. Um, and they all have education, um, so it just depends on if you want to travel and you like to travel, I'd recommend go to Long Beach Impressions and going to Printing United. Um, those are kind of the two pinnacle shows, I think, for the year. Um, we're going to get the most bang for your buck. Plus, going to Vegas is always kind of a, a, a fun trip. And California yeah, exactly. never hurt in the winter for a lot of people. So, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, we're out in New Jersey right now dealing with, you know, when it's not the coldest place in the country, but it ain't Long
1: Beach, that's for sure. I was just out there a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah, it was beautiful. I got some place. nice sunny days while I was there. It was chilly, but it was it was beautiful. New Jersey
0: is a great place to visit, you know. Uh, unfortunately, the the first thing that people see is Newark Airport and everything around it. So <laughs> people think, we people think they're flying into the uh, Soprano zone, but uh, it actually is a beautiful place for sure. Well. Ross, this is a great intro to who you guys are and what you do. I mean, I love uh, your message, which was, you know, you said it perfectly, educate first and and sell second and really provide value to your potential customers and your actual customers. I'd love to just uh, have you just uh, share your website and uh, where people can check you out on the web.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pretty simple. Uh, Rock.us. So the name of the company just with a dot in the middle of it. Um, All of our handles are at uh, RockUS. I highly recommend if you want to get to know who we are as a culture um, and our education, get on Instagram, follow us there. Um, We're posting videos all the time about what we're doing, you know, different products, how to use them, how they help you Um, and, you know, be a part of our community. It's a a fun place. And and to your point, Chris, you know, come see us in Long Beach. You really get a, a great understanding there of uh who we are and and the culture that we've created within the industry and um yeah we're happy happy to be here and and give people any information that they need to be successful that's
0: terrific i really appreciate you sharing today because at the end of the day that's what it's all about so thank you very much yeah well for thanks the, for having me oh this is great um, and thanks for uh, giving a compliment to new jersey we don't get that that often so <laughs> appreciate that well, Ross uh thanks so much. Just uh, in case you joined us late, this is Ross Hunter, the president of Rock US. That don't forget it's spelled R O Q . U S. And I'm Chris Santamassimo from the Think Factory podcast powered by OGC Solutions. We'll see you next time.